What's going on, folks? It's Thursday night. It's 8 p.m. It's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, and we got a packed show this week. We got to talk about free agents, AEW scooping them up, and if there's any reason for WWE to be concerned about this at all on the road to WrestleMania. We got people wanting to see the ladies' main event at WrestleMania, but there's this guy from Hollywood who may be getting in the way of that happening, and Darby Allen has some very choice words for some EVPs in AEW. We got all that to talk about, and who knows what else, folks. Your Big old Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. Big old Belt. How is it going, folks? It's Will. It's Jamal. It's your two-man power trip this week on the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. As I guess a bunch of the other guys are busy this evening, but it is what it is. We are here to talk the world of professional wrestling here in Season 4, Episode 3 on the road to WrestleMania. And I guess also on the road to AEW Revolution, since we'll be talking a fair bit about that also tonight, as there's a lot going on. So, how are you doing, Jamal? Good to see you here this week. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Uh, I just ran home from the movies. Uh, it's a good time. So it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of a lot to talk about. We got because I have I have thoughts. I have thoughts. <laughs> thoughts will be had tonight, as they oh, always yeah. are. And of course, folks, you can chime in on the uh, the feed going on between Twitch and YouTube, the chat. We will see what's going on with the comments and try to ring people into the conversation as we're breaking stuff down tonight. So to get things started. Yeah, there's been some talk this week because I guess there's, you know, there's been lots of names on the on the open market in the wrestling world over the past couple months. And as, as, as the weeks have been going by, more and more people seem to be, they seem to be going to the Jacksonville office. They seem to be going to AEW. So I was seeing a lot of people this week talking about Will Ospreay's going to AEW. We know that one's official. It seems pretty much official that Mercedes Monet will be showing up in Boston for AEW in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. So that one seems pretty much a done deal and definite. The third piece of the pie, Kazuchika Okada, who's finishing up with New Japan. We don't have anything official yet, but there were rumors this week coming out of Japan that it looks like he's AEW bound also. So three key pieces of talent, all headed to Jacksonville. And the, the, the vibe I was seeing from folks is a, a lot of folks talking about Oh, WWE's dropping the ball. They're they're losing out on all these all these really great people and all these great wrestlers. And it hit me kind of right off the bat. I was like, well, are they? Are are they dropping the ball here? Because it's not like they're struggling right now. It's not like they're not doing a great business. It's not like it's their hot not their hottest time of the year. And never even mind all that, they got their own talent issues going on with folks like uh, Drew McIntyre and others who allegedly their contracts are coming up. So, I don't know. The idea that they're fumbling the ball here by not getting these folks, I was kind of like, I don't know about that one, but a lot of people were saying they are. So, Jamal, I don't know, your initial thoughts on the idea as AEW lands these three agents. Is there any reason for WWE to be concerned here or be doing something different, you think? Um, no, I mean, to be doing something different, no, because you can't second guess yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't second guess what you're going to do. You have to have a plan. You have to execute the plan and let the plan play out. As far as the bidding war for free agents, uh, the biggest thing is that it's not necessarily the person. It's the system. Yeah, we know what Mercedes looks like in Japan. We've seen a taste of that. We know what Mercedes looks like in WWE. We've seen a taste of that. We don't know what we're going to get in AEW. And maybe she's at a point in her life, in her career, where that bit of unknown is more enticing to her than whatever else WWE had for a plan for. Same thing with Okada. We've seen him in TNA. Okay, cool. We've seen him in AEW. Okay, cool. Maybe a trip to WWE for him is something that's something that he's, I don't think he's ever done. Maybe that bit of business that's unknown Maybe something that's for him. 
Uh, we don't know. And also, WWE, you know, is NXT Japan ever going to officially be a thing? You know, they do have a growing roster of people that could be ambassadors for that brand if it ever gets off the ground. So I don't, I'm not going to say that I'm like surprised or, or that they choose to do whatever they're going to do. But if you are a wrestler's wrestler and you're looking to do the wrestling, then you're probably going to either hit the indies hard mm-hmm. or if you want some TV money, you're going to go to AEW. If you are, you know, more of an entertainer than a wrestler or you're looking for a bigger payday, then maybe you might want to go to WWE because you're going to get more merch money or bigger exposure and reach a bigger audience. Um, there is no wrong answer, but it is more to the point of like, is it a fumble for AEW to let Jade go? Is it a fumble for Mercedes to not come back to WWE and go to AEW, presuming that she does? Um, no, not really. Not not really. Because if we see, um, you know, Jade in, in AEW, well, we know what that looks like. We know what they have with her. It is what it is. Now I want to see what happens when she debuts officially. You know, we've got a taste of the Royal Rumble. She's been in commercials for WWE already. Will she get a WrestleMania debut? Like in a singles match? When did, Where does she start her quest for whatever championship she decides to uh, to get, to, to go for? I want to see what that looks like. So, no, I, it's, it's not a fumble. It's it, it, it makes, you can't have everything too. Remember a couple years ago when WWE was just signing people out of spite and dumping them in the next- Oh, yes. We'd hear about the warehouse full of wrestlers in Florida. Right. And, and look what they got them. Once they realized that they were taking on more money that they were willing to spend, they just started cutting folks. Yeah. Well, they just delayed the inevitable. All of those free agents, they just paid them, sent them to the NXT, had them work the, the, or the, uh, the orange juice circuit, and then cut them. They yeah. had them home for 90 days. Before they went back to where we thought they were going to be in AEW or the Indies or Europe or Japan, so no, I, I think it's 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 more about you know seeing what they can do because in a year from now, let's just say a year from now, who would be the biggest fumble, bigger fumble for AEW, Cody or Jade? Well, obviously we can't answer that now because we don't know what Jade's going to do, but assuming that she has the career in WWE that we expect of her, you know. Who's the bigger loss? Well, we also don't can't say that they're big, the biggest loss because AEW didn't die when Cody left. Nope, kept on trucking. Now, the rumor is, and you can take it for worth a grain of salt because money talks, is that Brock Lesnar is done with WWE. And, you know, it's it, he's done, done. Like, he's done. He's not coming back to WWE. It's not going to happen. How big of a loss is that for them? Because Brock was a guy, especially this weird baby face Brock in the past couple years. Yeah, Cowboy um, Brock. Yeah, Cowboy Brock. Party Brock with the boombox. Um, you know, that that thing happened where they can just stick him in any situation that they wanted to and and say, go make money. And now that he'll never be back, is that a is that a big deal for them? So, I mean, these things happen. You know, these are people, they do have a life, uh a shelf life. And um, you know, it, it is time to move on. Uh, should WWE can be concerned? That's the question at the bottom of the screen scrolling. Um, no, not not really, because they do have NXT. They do have a pipeline of people with these NIL deals. Um, just because they don't have the big fish right now doesn't mean that they aren't growing smaller fish in the past couple of years. Because no, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams and Braun Breaker are not Mercedes Monet and and uh, Okada and Will Ospreay today. But they could be given time. So, yeah. so no, uh, it, it, it's, I don't think it's a huge loss. Obviously, if they wanted to have everything, uh, you know, maybe, but no, yeah, I think they'll be fine. It's not even a big deal. Yeah. We last week when we talked about, you know, the, that Mercedes was probably going to be showing up in Boston, it seemed like that AEW was going to be her landing spot. I mentioned right. that, like, I thought a big part of the deal was just that looking at the landscape in WWE, I just couldn't find a spot for her currently to fit in, in a significant role that would, you know, make sense with what it was going to cost to get her. There just wasn't that obvious spot where it was like, 
they they got a lot going on right now. And it just, you know, the, the, the timing didn't seem right. There wasn't the obvious place to put her where for the price tag it was going to take. So sometimes And, and maybe just, the schedule just works for her too, because AEW yeah. doesn't have that strenuous schedule. They do the five hours of television a week. You're not, you don't have to be on every show. Um, so they only take, you know, shows uh, two days out of the week. They do Rampage in one, and Dynamite in one setting, and they do Collision and Ring of Honor in a different setting. That's all you got for the week. And then, you know, every four months, there's a pay-per-view. She can go and shoot the Mandalorian and be back before supper or whatever she wants to do. So she definitely has more time for all of her other creative outlets than having to be in Topeka this weekend for a house show. And, and maybe that's, you know, and we're also not talking about people that are in the in the early stages of the career. These aren't like young phenoms. These aren't the Nick Waynes uh, of the world. Um, you know, they, they are in the prime to past prime of their careers. So I think uh, the balance in the money and the scheduling may actually be a benefit to come to AEW in the first place. And that's not something that WWE can compete with. Yeah, the schedule is like definitely night and day difference yeah. as far as that goes. They, you can definitely have your the, the quality of life, maybe, yeah. is the way to put it. It can be, can be a totally different scenario with the AEW deal. And that that's, I think, you know, yeah, that's, that's a perfectly valid point. If they're, Pac they're, can do it, Okada can do it. Yeah, they're two totally different companies. That's been the weird, that's been the one weird thing with this whole deal with Okada, you know, like doing farewell to Japan and farewell to New Japan, where I'm just like, well, why is he acting like this is the end of the road if he's going to AEW, where they have a very good relationship there, so why would it have to be the end of the road and the, the end of this? That's the one part that's like, isn't quite adding up there, but I guess that's a whole different uh, conversation as far as that goes. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned, you know, back when they were stockpiling people, when they get that, so many people I saw in the discussions about this kept saying, well, they can afford both. They don't have to like get like, you know, only McIntyre if they have to re sign him. They could get McIntyre and O'Connor. They have the money. And it's like, just because you have the money doesn't mean you need to spend it. And right. like, we've seen the flip side of that, where they had people just stockpiled in Florida with the idea of, you know, we don't want anyone else to have you. We're going to buy all the toys and put them on, put them in the toy box. And even if we don't use them, that's fine. We just don't want you to be anywhere else. And it can very quickly become that situation again. So I kind of get the feeling they're probably being a bit better about being like, hey, we don't have a, a big spot for Mercedes right now. Just because we could open up the checkbook and cut her a big check, eh, not going to do it. And, and that's also so, a thing, too, since we're talking about money, WWE is going through a transition. Uh, yes. Whether how much New they owners, want to admit, new owners, yeah, but different different owners, you know, different pay structure. We're, we're, they're trying to negotiate their TV deals. Uh, WWE is still counting the chickens, so yeah, landing a big fish right now for the fans may be something that they want to do if money were no object. But since it is, even for WWE, um, they really got to just take, you know, take it for what it is. And that's also a thing, too. We're assuming that money is the driving force. Uh, there are other factors. It's the fact that, that AEW is a more wrestling-centric program. It's the fact that they run a, a much smaller schedule. Uh, it's the fact that they they work and collaborate with other uh, organizations, not just within America and the Indies, but around the world. It's more of an organic feel uh, than just going into a... Um, uh, another territory and just planting their flag, you know, maybe that's it. You know, it, it, it could be the culture. And then also, also WWE is going through a legal thing too. <laughs> there's just a little bit of drama going on. I mean, there's things. a little bit of something about that, that, that may not necessarily affect the on-screen, you know, talent, but this is a thing where we don't know what the end of that looks like. And that may not be something that they want to, uh, you know, associate with. Very true. Very, very true. Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons to do or not do, but if it, but if since, but since the question is about the company and not the employee, um, you know, should the company be worried? No. But realistically, fuck the company. I mean, we're not. The WWE is a multi-billion-dollar deal. 
they're not particularly worried. There isn't one wrestler out there that's going to sink WWE. I don't know no, who he is. Not anymore. Not, not anymore. When, you're, when your entire company is essentially floating on like these indestructible TV deals that are just like, that's where all the money's coming from and it's guaranteed money. It's right. like, no one person has that power anymore. Like back in the day, it was like, oh my God, right. uh, Red Hart left or John exactly. Cena might leave. It, it's not like, it's a machine now. Was just about to say, if this were Bret Hart doing the WCW logo on uh, yeah. you know, Motion uh, at Survivor Series, if this were yeah. Kevin Nash, you know, yeah. former the NWO, if this were Hogan or Flair leaving, yeah, then uh oh, they're taking people with them, right? But that's not how people watch wrestling anymore. We have DVRs now, you know, we have um, you know Hulu with live TV. You can just record the damn thing. They don't even come on the same nights anymore. You don't have to choose between um, you know, USA and TNT anymore. You can watch it whenever you want, at whatever time you want. So for a number of reasons, uh, no, they shouldn't be concerned. If anything, the WWE should be concerned about is having their name dragged through the mud when this uh, with this lawsuit that comes out. Yeah, the the, the public that's their concern. going on. That, that definitely is yeah. the elephant in the room. That is the looming cloud. Missing out on possibly signing Okada ain't it. <laughs> that That now, is a little pebble bump in the road compared to the things that could be coming. For now, here's the thing, and this is the, the question for everybody watching. Are these names moving the needle for you? Because Will Ospreay, you know, talented wrestler, sure, but he doesn't bring me to a show. No. Mercedes Monet, I liked her, but she's not my favorite horsewoman. She doesn't bring me to a show. Okada, meh. I, I mean, yes, you, he can have a 90-minute match with Kenny Omega. Okay. I mean, that, that doesn't move the needle for me. So I wonder, out of these big names that are uh, that are allegedly moving to, to AEW or wherever they decide to go, you know, if it's not them, then who would be a person that moves the needle for you that's like, okay, well, I'm going to follow them to wherever they are. And I think that's the difference between wrestling and sports is that you can see tan there's a tangible asset to a player and bringing his talents to a team in any sport. You can look at the numbers and say, that's what this person does. But with wrestling, I don't know how Mercedes is going to fare in the women's division because Soraya, Ruby Soho, and a bunch of other people that we can name recently, you know, they, they're having a rough go of it. But then again, it took Athena a while to get it going. It took Willow Nightingale a while to, you know, to get it going. Um, and then there's so many other people that they really should have signed, uh, you know, uh, last year, two years ago, that they haven't. The point is, is that uh, it's less, you know, definitive about what an impact could be for a company. CM Punk, for example. That's probably the last time you had that like instant, like boom, like holy crap, attention getting thing. And that was really because he'd been gone for so long more than anything right. else. So it was the whole wild card of what the hell's going on here? What's he doing? He hasn't been anywhere in wrestling for, you know, seven years or however long it was at that point. So that that was you don't have situations like that with these kind of people moving out. Oh, Okada, we've already seen there. He's wrestled on AEW shows. With but the that's assuming that you've watched already. Right. Because that's the thing. So, because if you're a WWE fan and if you're in the WWE bubble, I'm not saying that you don't know who Okada is, mm -hmm. but I don't think that he is for the casual WWE fan that is sitting here listening to me right now with their Goldberg micro buddy and right. their Seth Rollins you know, t shirt is probably going to go. What's uh you know, what's an Okada? Is that yeah. some kind of radish? When yeah, I you well, know Cody Cody left and came back, that's right. different. Okada's yeah. never been there. It's like Nakamura showing up when he when he showed up in NXT. And how long even did NXT that audience at least was more familiar with him because that was the NXT audience. Right. But if Nakamura had not gone to NXT, yeah, then what? And yeah. even still, he had to prove himself in NXT. Kevin Owens had to prove himself in NXT. Yeah. You know, so, it you know, it, it well, these were not big names in the WWE bubble. 
AJ Styles arguably was the biggest name outside of the WWE bubble to come through. And Absolutely. he went straight to the main roster. Um, and, and that, you know, can make sense because, you know, TNA was hot when he was there. He'd been on Spike TV for years. People Absolutely. That. Same so thing was, with um, Samoa Joe. Yeah. There are so many people I've seen remember being like, oh, he, they moved in the main roster right away because he came in from New Japan and he was champion there. And I was like, no, that's years of being on Spike TV and already having a familiarity with the North American audience who had right. seen him on national TV for years. That was not the case point. with Nakamura. Yeah, exactly. Apples and oranges. <laughs> right. But then again, Bobby Roode, you know, that was a different thing. So... I, I do think, and, and smartly so, because, you know, you don't want your other people. You don't want to give your people, your fans, a choice. Watch only us. I mean, hell, if I had WWE's marketing ability, I would say don't watch another wrestling podcast in your life. <laughs> only watch us right. every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, 11 months out of the year. We're the only wrestling podcast that you ever need to watch. That's always been their formula, to act like they're the only right. game in town and keep you within their ecosystem. That's that's always been the WWE marketing from right. all. So if they bring in Okada at WrestleMania, that will mean something to someone. But on the Monday, on the Raw after Mania, will it have the same hold the same weight? Yeah, I don't know if it will, because it's WWE, and you still have to work your way into the ecosystem. Yeah, well, so, in the same darn way. On the flip side of this, yes, the AEW audience is going to be more familiar with Okada. They're obviously going to know who Mercedes is, and they're already familiar with Osprey. But still, how much of a difference are these folks going to make? You know, once they're there four or six months from now, we we've seen yeah. the track record of these folks come in hot, they get some attention, make a big splash, and then it dissipates really quick. So yes, these are three big names that are coming in, and but come like this summer, how much is it going to mean? And then heck. I, this, I saw this mention. It didn't even occur to me. What does Forbidden Door look like with like a decimated New Japan <laughs> like this June? Because New Japan is, hell, they're losing Okada. It's like they're losing one of their top guys. Tanahashi's on his last legs. So it's like the, what, the star power on that other side of the coin that has been a yeah. key part of that show ain't going to be the same this year. So... Yeah, I mean it's not, and and that's going to be an interesting thing come June, uh, whether or not they still go through with it. Hopefully, and again, startups in the same boat, you know, startups yeah. in the same boat. So, but hopefully they integrate stardom with uh, Forbidden Door to kind of pick up the slack. But you're absolutely right; uh, it's not going to hit the same uh, with the current roster that they have, unless they make some 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 major moves, because they can't really. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what they can do differently to give people something that they haven't seen before. Well, it's not it's not a unique concept anymore because it would be no. what, the third. It, it can't be a unique concept if it's the third one. Yeah, it's been you done. Know, something that yeah, it can't be forbidden and annual. Yeah, <laughs> right. And also, when people are showing up like in places like Impact and you know doing it there too, it's like okay, it's 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 not this unique thing. Hell, if Jordan Grace can show up at the Royal Rumble. People crossing lines is not, you know, this unheard of thing on shows yeah. anymore. <laughs> and, that, and that's kind of the thing. I mean, WWE, the ball is still in the court. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. When they get their shit together, everybody else needs to look out. Because WWE has this innate ability. They, they've been the culture of North American wrestling for the past 70 years. The only thing they have to do is just dig their head out of the sand and play nice with others. The fact that Jordan Grace can be this oh my god moment for WWE being an impact champion at the Royal Rumble is speaks to WWE's inability or lack of a want to play with their neighbors. If they decide to do that, it's a it's a wrap. And that's and that, and you know and that's honestly what NXT would be good for. If NXT partners with the major indies, NXT, mm -hmm. GCW, NXT, uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver, NXT, uh, AIW, if they do a, a joint show, it's a wrap. Because you're going to be able to get uh, the more savvy fans of NXT uh, to 
ingratiate themselves with the Indies. I don't know what anybody else does if that happens. It's over. <laughs> you know, if we see I mean, Effie in NXT on a Tuesday for any oh reason, my God. I'm just saying it's 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 a problem. But it seems so simple. Yeah, it, it seems so simple, and yet that's all that's all that have to happen. Just play nice. I mean, that's, that one thing has been sh- shown through history is when WWE gets in a situation where they're in trouble, where their backs against the wall, where there's drama of some sort that's you know affecting them negatively. They tend to do some outside-the-box things to distract from it. They're right. much more likely to play a wild card and do some kind of crazy shit. You know, a lot of people blame last week, you know, with, with The Rock and the whole press conference thing. It's like, that, that was a smokescreen. That was a distraction to take you away from shit. the case. Yeah. And, hey, this case ain't going away. It's only going to be more likely that they're going to do stuff like that. So, in a lot of ways... Pandora's box might be opening a lot this uh the next couple months with them doing right. some outside the box ideas and being like, oh, let's bring in Jordan Grace. Let's uh let's do something on this uh random NXT show and bring some people in from you know back in the day when they had their partnership with Evolve to do something like that. Who, who knows? I mean, yeah, it at this point, I don't think anything's off the table anymore. Especially, especially yeah. being, it's a it, we can't keep going back to this. It's new ownership now. And the old man's gone. So the old yeah. rules truly do not apply anymore. Yeah. It is what yeah, it is. I mean, it's, you know, I, I hate to get ahead of myself and think that anything is possible. But for the first time in really since 2001, uh, when we saw Shane McMahon appear on Nitro, uh, like it, it, it's, it's getting to that level where things could be that unprecedented because of what's happening with WWE in a courtroom, you know, getting rid of Vince, burying him next to Chris Benoit, and, and, and salting the earth where they buried him. Because that's what's gonna that's what's gonna have to happen. Uh, yeah. they're gonna have to go full on Benoit with with Vince McMahon somehow, some way. He but, who uh, must not be named. It's gonna be it's exactly. gonna be coming. They're it gonna put coming. him in the vault next to the SmackDown fist. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for halftime. Yeah, it we, is. We, we spent some time hot, on that first one there. Hot damn. We got some mileage out of that first topic. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take our commercial break. When we come back, Jamal will have the Indie Spotlight for a show that's going on this weekend, so we can tell you about that. And then from there, we're going to talk about the ladies, the main event scene of WrestleMania, and that guy from Hollywood who might be getting in the way of things. People aren't happy about it. So we'll have that coming up in the second half. Stay with us, folks. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back right after this. If you're looking to expand your podcast reach, your website reach, as well as your social media branding, visit BigGoldBelt.com for sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Big Gold Belt Media is the golden standard for all of your media needs. We offer pre-roll and mid-roll ad spots, on-air host reads done by yours truly, Damien G, on audio as well as video platforms. For inquiries, please email BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for more information. Again, that's BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for your inquiries for your business. Big Gold Belt Media, wrestling, movie, comics, and more. The Golden Standard. Welcome back, folks. Thursday nights, 8 p.m., your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is live each and every week. And when we come back from halftime, we like to check out what's going on with the indies. So here is Giant Crab with this week's Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast Indie Spotlight. Yep, and this week we're going down to the beautiful Grand Prairie, Texas. That's in the uh, DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. It's what a show uh, from the Wrestling Revolver. Yeah, you can watch it live on Flight on Fight TV if you're not down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But uh, what a show! Uh, February seventeenth at the Epic in Grand Prairie, Texas. It's live on Fight. Uh, a couple matches that you know I'm very looking looking very much forward to. Matthew Slamovich versus Marina Shafir, Chris Bay versus Leo Rush. You have the debut of Elijah, maybe related to Elias Samson, who knows? And then the debut of Mansoor, who's been hitting the indies like a madman. That's going to be an interesting show. What a show, actually. It's, it's what it's called. It's February 17th at the Epic in Grand Prairie, Texas. Uh, you can get your tickets at ProWrestlingRevolver.com. Uh, you can get find them on the Twitter machine or social media, anywhere at Pro Wrestling Revolver. Uh, or you can get the pay-per-view on Fight. So what a show, Saturday the 17th, at Epic, Grand Prairie, Texas. Going to be 
a good show. A lot of interesting things to happen. We're talking about free agents. You know, we're talking about, you know, the indies, you know, making names for themselves. And this is one of the ones you're going to want to watch. What show on fight or live at the Epic in Grand Prairie, Texas. And that's the indie spotlight for this week. There you go. As an absolutely loaded card, lots of star yeah. power on that show. So even if you're not there, get on the fight or right? Triller, as they're calling it now, and uh, uh-huh. check it out. Now with the, the rebranding, yes, with the streaming service. So all kinds of stuff to check out there with that rust going on down in the state of Texas this weekend. So as we switch gears here to the second half of the show, big topic I saw going around yesterday that got people throwing hashtags on it. I guess that's the big thing now. It's like, if you don't like something in wrestling, you put a hashtag on it and get people like to rally around it and stuff. And so what I was seeing was hashtag Bailey versus EO main event because people have decided that I guess the, it looks like now Cody and Roman Reigns is probably your night two main event of WrestleMania. That the, that's back on the books. So now people are looking at night one and wondering, okay, well, what's going to happen with night one? And folks are pushing for the women should be main eventing night one, whether it's Bailey because she won the Women's Royal Rumble since she's taking on EO Sky. Rhea Ripley's still in the picture. We don't know who she's taking on yet since I'll be inside Elimination Chamber. But you have two women's titles and a Royal Rumble winner in there involved in that. But the cloud hanging over it in people's minds is now, well, if Cody's wrestling Roman Reigns on night two, we still got The Rock hanging around. And how the hell does he figure into things? And does this mean now The Rock will be involved in some kind of main event on night one? They're teasing a uh, possibly Rock and Roman Reigns versus Cody and Seth Rollins, it seems. There's a little uh, trailer they put out with those four guys. So there's okay. talk of a tag match, but nothing official at this point. But people are talking, and they're already going, Dwayne's going to take it away from the ladies. That's not right. So it begs the question, should the ladies main event night one of WrestleMania, or is The Rock going to ruin this whole thing? What are well, we thinking, Jamal? Well, I mean, the question is, has The Rock already ruined it? Uh, because one thing one thing that we haven't mentioned is in the, the ethos of Roman Reigns and his legendary, somehow, legendary career, uh, his legendary run as champion, The Rock has kind of come in and not just stolen the spotlight, but he has commanded the stage. Like, Full stop. Uh, change the conversation he, completely. Yeah, completely. One hundred percent change the conversation. Really, to the point that The Rock and Cody are driving this thing now, and Roman is kind of the third wheel. Now, that's something that you really didn't think would be said, and and remotely accurate. But Dale, can The Rock come in and? Basically, just you know, big uh, upstage Roman like that. And I would say to the point of the press conference last Thursday, The Rock came in and commanded the show. People are talking about The Rock slapping Cody. People are talking about hashtag Cody crybabies and whatever the hell. <laughs> Roman's been lost in the shuffle, effectively. I mean, damn, that's he impressive. He was hell, he, he was walking behind the rock on the way out of there when the backstage stuff they showed. He got sunned. <laughs> so, if you if you're talking about how, you know, well, should the women they be um main event? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I, I, there's no there's no question that they should. But is this uh foreshadowing? Is this uh, the Rock, you know, little brother? And is is this the Rock's son and uh, Cody, um, not Cody, but uh, Roman Reigns, upstaging everybody in an instant? Is this leading to Roman doing double duty? Mm. Roman versus the Rock night one, Roman versus Cody night two. Because realistically, the Rock doesn't need anything. He's on the board of directors for the company, which is the thing (laughs) that, you know, you can casually throw out. He's Triple H's boss. Yeah. Like, you know, that's a that's a thing that, that isn't getting talked about enough. 
So that's number one. He comes out there, sons Roman Reigns on his own show for his own pay-per-view. Uh, you know, that he's going to headline. That was the damnedest thing. Um, y- y- we don't know how he's going to factor into WrestleMania. And then the real question is, is is do we give the main event to the one of the main events to the women or do we give it to the rock? And he just got here. So <laughs> those it, old it, damn part-timers. I don't even think you can call him a part-timer, he's more of a guest star. <laughs> he's a suit now. I mean, if anything, we should probably have the rock versus triple H for like actual control of the WWE. You know, put the CEO spot in, in, a, in a money in the bank briefcase. But it, it it's 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 interesting that that Roman is kind of being, you know, the Rock came in like a hurricane and and just flattened everything, and the only people that are really left standing is Cody and the Rock. So let that be the championship match. But you know, to the point of your question, um, yeah, you know, I absolutely think that the women should day uh, main event one of the nights, probably night one, um, and. It just makes sense. It makes sense from a lineage standpoint. It makes sense from uh, the, for the title. It makes sense for the storyline that they're trying to build. You know, absolutely give it to them. That's the point of having WrestleMania for two nights so that, you know, everybody can get a little bit of a shine in. And I think the ladies deserve it. But the fact that the question is, should the women, do, you know, uh, main event WrestleMania over The Rock, not over Roman Reigns, not over Cody Rhodes, not over Seth Rollins, who's nobody's mentioned tonight except to right now. But the fact of the question is, should the women day um, main event over The Rock is part of the problem. So now the question is, and that will turn back to you. Does The Rock make it to WrestleMania? I know we, we got a bunch of time between now and then. And I think as we've seen over the last, you know, God, what's it been almost two weeks? It'll be two weeks tomorrow, I guess, since mm-hmm. he showed up. The climate has been very topsy-turvy. It's been very wavy, and he's clearly been responding to that with how he's being received. And, you know, as people are saying, he's pivoting. They're pivoting on the presentation. They went from, oh, we're just going to do Cody, we're do Roman versus The Rock. Everyone's going to love it. And people are like, uh, no. <laughs> so now they've changed gears on that and went back to Cody and Roman. And right. teasing how The Rock will be involved. We'll see the next st- steps they take with that tomorrow night on SmackDown, since Roman and uh, The Rock will be on SmackDown for the first time since the press conference. To right. see where our next little curve in the road here is. But at this point, yeah, I mean, who knows what they're going to do? They're they're teasing a tag match possibly with Cody and Seth aligning. So maybe they do a tag match with the idea that it'll be easier on everybody involved. Since they won't have to do as much, since you know Seth got a bad wheel, and you know, Roman, I'm sure you know he 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 ain't trying to kill himself working two nights. I'm sure if he doesn't have to, and Dwayne, he could tear our muscle off the bone as soon as the match starts, like happened last time with John Cena. So right. that might be a easy. You know, in a lot of ways, I'm like a tag match could make a lot of damn sense, but I don't even know. But this next two months. I don't know if it would necessarily close the show. Maybe you put it on in the middle of the show as like a big like feature or something. Because I don't know, Bailey, as we said, she won the Women's Royal Rumble, so a lot of people are going with the idea that that should that right there should be her ticket to the main event to make that Women's Royal Rumble important. On the other what, hand, what about an opener of the show? Was that what about an opener of the show? Because the opening well, match. Has been just as important. I don't want to say yeah, just as important. Maybe, maybe right, if, if it's not one, it's one and one A. So if you open the show with The Rock and you give the women the main event, cool. Uh-huh. But if you flip that, just because you don't close the show, I don't think means that you're in a secondary position because you know you're the, the you're the first impression to how you yeah. set the tone for what the show is going to be, and we've seen that happen many times. Where, where the opening match was the best match of the show, and people went, well, yeah, oh, I don't know what it is. I don't know who has to top that, but you know, <laughs> and Uh-oh. they've absolutely put they've absolutely put world title matches on first before, especially with having multiple titles. Hell, yeah. for a couple of years, I remember Brock Lesnar was opening WrestleMania almost every year because he'd be like, oh, I'm gonna be home by midnight. I'm coming on and getting the hell home, going yeah. to the airport. <laughs> uh, 
the idea, I like the idea of the women main eventing. Bailey's never had the main event. On the other hand, you got Rhea on this like year long phenomenal run. We still don't know who she's going to wrestle yet. So there's a case you could definitely make for Rhea Ripley. They, they both, there's a case for both of them in, mm-hmm. in either situation there that it's a, would be a viable main event for night one of the show. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and that's kind of where like the interesting uh, a bit of it is. And you know, how does, uh, what does Rhea Liv Ripley look like after uh, you're working uh, Elimination Chamber in Australia? You know, what does that do for her? Right. Um, she's from Adelaide, but they're going to be in the country. So this is, you know, this is a, a huge deal for her. So, so cool. But now it's to the point of like, all right, we are looking at um, the main event of WrestleMania. You know, where does she fit into that? Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a different question. But if, and, you know, if we're talking about the women's main event, Versus whatever The Rock does, and that's also a thing too. It's not going to be a championship match between The Rock and and whoever. It's just The Rock. Yeah, it, I mean, it's the, it's the it's The Rock for the sake of The Rock and being you know a huge name. The outside publicity it'll bring. I mean, I, I get all the reasons for having The Rock on the show because they want the publicity, they want the media attention, they want sponsors to be all excited about it. So business wise, there's all kinds of reasons. Yes. To have the rock involved. That said, six eight Jake here doing what we were talking about. Can the rock last through a main event? Sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. That is absolutely part of the reason why. Once I started hearing these rumors of a tag match, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. The rock wouldn't have to do as much. Everybody involved wouldn't have to do as much. So if they go a tag team route, there is a plus to that. But uh, as also six Jake is saying, PEDs can't protect your ligaments from snapping. We saw that when The Rock wrestled John Cena and muscles were tore immediately in that match. So the track record for The Rock in wrestling on his returns hasn't been uh, without issues in the past. Well, and he's I only mean, older fair, now. So it, it is a match. It's it's a WrestleMania match with The Rock. So it's going to go 35 minutes. Oh. 20 of those 35 minutes are just going to be him pointing at his goosebumps. Right. <laughs> and probably grabbing the mic. Cutting a promo in the middle of the match. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. yeah, he's definitely going to have like a rest hole where he cuts a 40 minute long promo during this hour long <laughs> match because it's the rock. Um, oh, it, it, yeah. The match, the, the segment will be 35 minutes. The match will be 15. Yeah. There'll be a lot of smoke and mirrors for whatever they're exactly. going to do. And I think that that is just the big question now. Over the next month and a half, as we get close to those final weeks of WrestleMania, they got to figure out what exactly they're going to do. Hell, part of this might be dealing with, you know, they got the whole wild card of Seth Rollins' knee injury, how that figures into things that they need, if he can do a full-on. At this point, they're still saying, you know, winner of Elimination Chamber on the men's side will face Seth Rollins. So there's still the factor of his title, but they're putting him in a tag match. I, I don't know if he figures into this or not, but there's there's a lot of spinning plates, I'll say, for WrestleMania yeah. right now. And yeah, we have to go there. Oh yeah, there you go. Let's get the let's get the workhorse in here. Yeah, I mean, just give <laughs> it to Gunter. You've already lost Brock, so just you know, if Brock spoke German, he'd be Gunter anyway. So just give it to Gunter. You know, let him chop the shit out of people, and that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be like a four episode One Piece arc where, uh, <laughs> you know, the yeah, it's the whole tournament of power. It's hundred and thirty episodes, but it's a forty eight minute you know long match. It's gonna um, be the yeah. rock. Ver- it's gonna be the rock versus Cody in a promo battle. That's what it's gonna be at the end. There'll be no moves except like a rock bottom at the end and, and a uh, crossroads. That's and honestly, match. that's all I want. That's really all I want. I I just want the rock versus Cody Rhodes to talk shit to each other for twenty five minutes. Yeah. They you know trade Irish whips, couple duck downs, they double close find each other, and the next thing you know, it's over. Yeah, I I had to count it out. From the jump, I had people tell me, oh, it's going to be a horrible match. And I was like, what y'all got to understand is the folks who are interested in this and they're interested in seeing the Rocket WrestleMania, they're not interested in seeing a great match. They're interested in seeing a spectacle. That's what they want. They want a spectacle. They want the, the mythological WrestleMania moment. That's what they're looking for. They're not looking for anything like, you know, crazy here, I don't think. but And that's honestly, if if we do that, that's honestly why you open with The Rock. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, the women yeah. can have the main event. They can go over their 45 minutes and have an epic, you know, classic. If you have the opening match, it doesn't have to be 38 minutes long. It could yeah. be 12. And I don't think anybody, because the entrance, the, the entrance, the promo is WrestleMania. So yeah. Rock's going to get a 90-minute intro anyway. So I don't I don't see him, uh, you know, what's wrong with him having a, a 12 to 15-minute long match. I think he can no, be. Nothing happy. wrong with that at all. It probably, it's probably I like I've been talking about The Rock like he's Ric Flair. Like, <laughs> can he survive this match? <laughs> Like, Less you know, is Flair more. did die a couple times during his match. I don't think the Rock has to worry about that yet. No doubt, no doubt. I say we, yeah. I think I think we've nailed it. We'll we'll see what shakes out. At this point, I'm more in favor of the women closing out night one than whatever yeah. they're doing here. Well, whatever they of, do, they need to reinsert Roman into this into this picture because the Rock sunned his ass, and you know he Roman's going to be buried under. You know, the Rock carries cast a big shadow anyway. So they yeah. got to figure that out to how to reinsert Roman back into the fold, which is bananas to think that that's something that needed to be said. Yeah. Luckily they have a lot of time to shake that out and maybe we'll get some of that sorted tomorrow night. Cause we'll see Roman and rock for the first time since all this happened and see it. Their interplay is going to be very interesting how they are hanging out. And, and of course it's the Paul Heyman. Factor too. Yeah. We, we got, we got to get the whole dynamic of the rock kind of hanging with the bloodline and how that's going to yeah. work. So Things are in play. Things are in play. So, all right, let's switch gears to our final topic of the night. Unless we sneak in something tiny here towards the end of the show as we are in our home stretch here. Darby Allen getting into some uh, interesting stuff going on on Dynamite last night because we are on the road to Sting's final match at Revolution coming up in about two weeks down in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina at the Greensboro Coliseum. Yeah. Old stomping grounds of the NWA and Crockett Wrestling are going to take Sting back to his home turf for his final match. But I guess as of last night, now it's official. It will be Darby Allen and Sting defending the AEW tag titles against the Young Bucks or EVPs, Nick Nicholas and Matthew Jackson, as they're calling themselves these days. But um, coming off of a stiff angle the week before with lots of blood and Sting's kids getting beat up and all this and baseball bats and blood covered white suits. Darby last night had a very interesting follow-up promo that uh, people are taking a lot of different ways. And some people there's like, what the hell is he doing? He's undercutting the work they put in the week before he's, he's alluding to Cody Rhodes and all this. So I don't know. Should we, should we read the, uh, should I bring up the quote? Could you start this off? Could you let me, let me read this off here. So last night on Dynamite, Darby Allen had this to say, and I quote, you know, when I was homeless and AEW first started, I begged you guys for a job. You saw nothing in me, yet I had to sit by and watch all your shit friends get hired. Your little California crew. Thank God at the time there was an EVP here with a sense of brains. And I'm not talking about Kenny Omega, end quote. Of course, that immediately led to a Cody Rhodes chance on right. Dynamite while he's on the road to WrestleMania on the other show. So <laughs> there's there is the there's the quote. There is the quote. Jamal, get in here. You 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 wanted to talk about this one, so yeah. let's have you take it away. Uh, there's a couple of things to dissect with this. Number one, why are you putting Cody over on, for the company that he left? Like, why 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 is that a thing? Um, secondly, uh, how could you be homeless and entitled at the same time? I begged you for a job. You said no. And now I have to watch all your shit friends get hired. Well, I mean, what do you, you, know, what do you want them to do? Like, your homelessness has nothing to do with their ability to hire whoever the hell they want in their company. Um, <laughs> like, I'm homeless, so you owe me. Shut up. That, that, that doesn't make sense either. Um, also, what you're not hearing, because Will just read it, you're not hearing this whiny, nasally, you know, uh, surfer, you know, bum kind of uh, uh, an accent that Darby has, and that you know, that kind of makes it a little bit more infuriating because the entitlement really just comes out a little bit more. I was homeless and you didn't give me a job. I'm done. I'm not going to hire your homeless ass either. Jesus, shut up. What about me? What about Raven? What? Take <laughs> <laughs> it back. That. But then there's also the stuff that wasn't mentioned, 
Why are the Bucks still in a bloody white suit from last week with, with the same bloodstains on it? Are we supposed to believe that they just wore that all week? Or that they went back to their dressing room, pulled out their bloody suits from, from their duffel bags and went, oh yeah, this is the look tonight. They're EVPs. And they're literally wearing Sting and Darby Allen's blood on their on their jackets from last week. And then they don't explain it. They don't explain why they're wearing it. Why they're wearing this the bloody jacket. They don't explain why they beat up um you know Darby and Sting and Sting's kid. Yeah. Sting beating up Sting's kids should be like a very big deal. Like it should be a very big deal. He's not a wrestler, you know, he was yeah. a target. Like why? Why are you, bringing, you know, beating up this fresh out of college kid uh, for no reason? That just happens to be important. <laughs> and then they and then they don't explain it. And it just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, this, this is Vince Russo secretly writing for AEW. It was very good call there. No, I very... forgot because this screams yeah. of a Russo storyline. Once you're mentioning stuff on the other show, on the competition's programming, then it's like, yeah, that is a very Russo kind of move to bring up Cody like that, to get Cody chanted on Dynamite. Right. Right. And and that wasn't subtle. He literally said, I'm talking about the EVP that believed in me, not yeah. Kenny. Yeah. There's only four of them and two of them are in the ring. Right. And it ain't Kenny. So the crowd's not that dumb. Of course they chanted for Cody. Why did you go to, why would you do that? It doesn't make sense. And then of course that leads people to think, well, Cody isn't here. Where is he? Oh, right. He's on the show that I'm gonna watch tomorrow or Monday. Uh it just it's just odd all the way around. And then of course Sting isn't there because it was a run-in and Sting doesn't right. have a segue. So that's also a thing too. Darby has the baseball bat, but it's still two on one. And I'm sure Brandon Cutler is around. The Bucks have goons and all this other stuff. Why didn't they just jump Darby? He's by literally by himself. He has no friends. And Sting is, you know, eating soup through a straw. <laughs> None of this works. None of this works. None of this makes sense. And Sting's retirement match. This is the angle for Sting's retirement match in two weeks. It's, it's March 3rd, so it's a little bit more than yeah. two weeks. But it's still to the point that this is how you start the angle for Sting's retirement match. Darby Allen, to be fair, was never really a great promo guy in general. But even for him, this was bad. Not just poorly executed. Uh, the it was, it was just bad from top to bottom. So now we're stuck with, and this is a question that we had months ago, uh, well, who's going to retire Stink? Right. Mean, what does that match look like? Well, we kind of thought it, would, it should be a tag match because that's really all they've been running. Um, Sting and The Rock and Flair really shouldn't, you know, carry the full load of a of a match by themselves in a main event status. You know, Sting ain't going thirty five minutes by himself. Please no. Please, please, please no. no. <laughs> no please no. But now that we have that, this is how it starts. Sting's kid got beat up. By the Bucks last week. Sucks. Sting doesn't address that this week. Since Darby to cut a bad promo. That references Cody. Okay, make it make sense. I'm, conf I'm confused. Make it make sense. Uh, it, it just... You know what? QT, you have work to do. <laughs> Your man is back. He is back yeah. in the office already. So it's only been like, what, maybe two months? Yeah, something a like very, that. Very, very short amount of time, and QT is already back. But if he is own. back and, he, and he's doing talent development, then good. That's what he's really good at, and um, he's he's a hell of a trainer. So they could absolutely use the services. But as far as this promo goes, I mean, if, if you watched it last uh, last night and, and you saw it live, I saw it you know after the fact, but it's still just as baffling. How the hell is this a send off? That, that's that's really the question. So, since we know that we're getting the Bucks versus Darby Allen and Sting, right? Why is this the match? It's Sting's retirement party. Yeah, it doesn't really have to be an angle. You could have brought out anybody, and just to see him off. And and maybe the match could have still been the Bucks versus Sting and Darby Allen, but it could have just been a match based on respect. 
It could have just been a match based on, hey, congratulations, you made it. And they just stuff his face into a cake at the end of it. If it's going to be an angle, and it doesn't matter how it ends. We know how it ends. Sting is leaving. Yeah. He's leaving Darby. He's leaving the other company. He's done as a wrestler. Unless he just becomes a manager, which would be super weird, because what's the difference between this week and three weeks from now when you're not wrestling anymore? Oh, no, Sting is out there. I mean, Arn doesn't yeah. wrestle either. He, you know. He pulled out a finger block on people. And yeah, people yeah. Is he is Sting still going to be around and be part of the show, but in a retired yeah. capacity? Which yeah. just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't at all. If, if he's if he's retiring and going, then this should the, the way they're building this up. You would think he is going to be gone. He is going to be out right. of there, and you know maybe show up occasionally, but not a regular part of things. Not a face you see on a right. regular basis. When they do the alumni show for their hundredth, three hundredth show or whatever, then bring him back. You know, yeah. when they're in San Diego. You know, where surface thing is from, then bring it back. But if he's gone, gone, then it doesn't matter what the angle is. We know how it ends. Just have the match. Yeah. And the weird thing to me is like, since then they went so heavy with this angle, with the blood, with beating up his kids and all this. I really hope when they do this match in Greensboro and it's over, if this suddenly damn ends with all them hugging and all getting oh, along, I'm going to be like, no, you can't. You can't bring the kids into this and then have Sting hugging the Young Bucks after, you know, his final match. Yeah, I mean, if, if Sting, you know, if if the if, uh, whoever the referee is, let's say it's Rick Knox, holds yeah. up Sting and Darby Allen hand, and then the Buck comes over and they're like, no, yeah, we're going to raise their hands because we're all friends. And it's just yeah. like, kill me now. Yeah, no. You can't, when That's you bring the kids into the it, deserves. yeah, I, I don't want to see that kind of just in your face, like, it, it's all just a show. You know, yeah. I hope they yeah, don't do that, but it, that would very much be par for the course for how things are done these days in so many ways. And just, I hope yeah. it doesn't happen. Since we know what the end is, why do a blood feud like this? Right. If you're going to do a blood feud, you got to do a blood feud, right? So if you right. want to have that, like, everyone holding him up on his shoulders at the end, then, like, do something different. Or like, right. or the minimum what they're gonna have to do is like have the Bucks get out of there, and then some other folks can come out and do that. Have like the the baby faces come out and, and hold him up or something. But goddamn, yeah. the Bucks are and, involved and, in and that. No, 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 no. They haven't done it in a while, but like, and this is actually this is the question that we'll save for later because we run out of time. But it's something that I want you all to think about. And we're you know as you're listening to this, the only podcast you should ever listen to. <laughs> should Sting's last match should it have been a cinematic match? That is a question that I'm putting out there. We saw what the cinematic match was. I think it was Brian Cage and somebody versus Darby and Sting. Didn't hate it. And it actually shows Sting. It got Sting rolling, to be honest with you. Yeah. Shouldn't have been a cinematic match to end his career. Uh, I can make the case for it, and we'll do that at a later time. But just just think about that. You know, chew that, chew that around for a little bit. But another yeah, Darby just... Allen, another Darby Allen short film <laughs> to wrap up Sting's career. As the final deal. Honestly, I'm not mad. So, <laughs> um, there's so before we go, there's a couple things that I do want to mention. Um, last week, uh, Max Caster's father, Richard, uh, Richard Caster, former tight end for the Jets, uh, he passed away at 75. Mm. Um, so rest easy to Richard Caster, and you know, condolences to the Caster family. Uh, while we're on this uh, topic, uh. You believe in prayer. Day one for Stephen Michael Mongo. Um, he's going to the emergency room, uh, according to his publicist that was posted on Twitter um, about two hours ago. So uh, the the prognosis is thought to be pneumonia, but um, they you know, stayed close to his Twitter and um, and and you know, keep a prayer out for him as well. So uh, Mongo. You know, you get well soon, and uh, Richard Caster, you know, rest easy, and hopefully uh, Mongo makes a speedy recovery. But, uh, but yeah, that's so. pro football Hall of Famer Mongo McMichaels after last weekend. Oh, so, oh yeah. they put it. Yeah, they put him in last week. So we're still oh, a week oh really? okay. Yeah, they they, they, they yeah. There's a lot of video of that online. So yeah, you can definitely check that out. There are a lot, a lot of good tributes out there to Mongo 
last weekend going in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He made it to Canton, as they say. Okay, we're good. There we go. Yeah. There we go. All right, That's cool. Cool, cool. I think so, we're good here. It's an yeah. hour. It is an hour. We made it to an hour as we do each and every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast can be found here on YouTube, Twitch, streaming on X, anywhere that you can find the streaming video. We are live at 8 p.m. The next day it drops in podcast form on all your favorite podcast platforms and, of course, lives on on YouTube to stream at any time. In the meantime, you can always check out what's going on on all our social media at Big Gold Belt and, of course, at BigGoldBelt.com, the website, wrestling, movies, comics, and more. Like we said, every Thursday night we're here to chop up what's going on in wrestling. You can always check out the website for movie reviews, TV stuff, comics, all that good stuff. The whole team bringing you the best in entertainment each and every week at Big Gold Belt. So until next time, next Thursday night, I am Will. That is the Giant Grab Jamal. We will see you then. Watch some wrestling. And hey, maybe it's Cody. Maybe it's The Rock. Maybe it's the women. Make your voices known. And we'll talk to you again after a while.